Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 67 of Parenting in Real Life. We're going to go under 10 minutes today, so we're going fast. (laughs) Anyone who listens to that more than normal speed is going to be like, what what did he just say? (laughs) It was hard for me to understand myself. Episode 67. Hello. <laughs> oh, we're starting again? It was no, too fast. <laughs> it was just right. Um, so real life parenting moment. This explains the lack of sanity on this end of the microphone. And why we've missed the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Our kids are in a quarantined elementary. Yes. Unfortunately, our school was one of the only elementary schools in the entire state of Utah that got sent home for distance learning for two weeks. So they're currently at home through distance learning, which may not sound like a lot if you have been doing this from the beginning of the school year, which I know some places have, but it's a bummer to go and then all of a sudden have to come home. It's just hard to like change the schedule and figure things out. And it was definitely one of those things that happened. Like they had an emergency board meeting. They're like, okay, we're shutting down tomorrow tomorrow and like they did allow them to go to school one more day but the teachers you could tell were so frantic like i was getting emails all the time from teachers like you have to fill this out right now and like all this stuff is it was crazy and and then they were off so we're uh we're getting through that uh we were just talking about how um our kids are on zoom all the time and the different funny things that they're doing and also obnoxious things like nathan pretty much has to have his, his mic muted all the time because he's just making weird noises or yelling or I don't know, doing crazy things. And so I'm like, you have to mute your mic. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, but Chloe today, I saw her Zoom, like her first Zoom call. She was sitting normally. Her second Zoom call, she was on top of this on top of the table that she sits at. And then the <laughs> third call, she was under the table, wrapped in a blanket. I was just like, uh. then the last time she was up in a room, like. Oh girls, yeah, now she moved up to her room. Girl's wild. <laughs> Loves change. Teachers right. Yeah. And Nathan was seriously on like five different chairs. We have I have a folding chair for him and then he got one of our bar stools and was spinning around on it and then he got one of the chairs from the kitchen table and he's just he was all over the place today too. I'm like, "Man, I'm glad this is our last week cuz <laughs> our, kid, our kids are going a little crazy." If you don't have three elementary school-aged kids trying to do Zoom calls at the same time, you haven't even 2020 yet. <laughs> it's wild. Just wild. That's what this whole couple weeks has been. Somehow our internet has made it, though, because Alan is Barely. doing calls from home, too, and because he's still working from home. And then we had three kids on Zoom calls, and I'm on my phone and whatnot, and like somehow our internet is helping us get through. Real fast before we get to our discussion today, I just wanted to let you know that I have um, put together some Christmas decoration boxes that are now up on my website. You can buy them separately or have them in a box and they're, I originally made them for kids' rooms because I just thought it's fun to decorate kids' rooms, but really you could use it for any um, smaller living space or just a corner in your house. Um, If you know someone like 
college students in their dorms or newlyweds or people in assisted living or someone who could just use some Christmas cheer. There's some cute decorations that you could you could send them. So check out my website. It's at alexistannerlane.com and you'll see them on the front page there. All right. So today we want to talk about why your kids aren't eating dinner. And as usual, this is because our kids have just stopped eating dinner altogether for several months and they're doing okay somehow, but it's been a rough go. It's been a struggle lately. So um, this was inspired by an Instagram account called Kids Eat in Color. She um, was a nutrition specialist, worked for the government for a while, helping educate kids about or parents about how to get their kids to eat and now does this full time. Um, So she has some good um, tips and we thought this would be a good time to talk about eating dinner since the two dinner focused holidays are on either end of us with Thanksgiving just behind us and Christmas coming soon. Mm -hmm. So first we want to talk about, I had like two main topics to talk about today. So the first one is why your toddler isn't eating dinner. And even though these articles I felt like were mostly focused on toddlers, I feel like this continues as they get older too. I guess all our kids are toddlers. (laughs) That's not true. Our nine-year-old eats great. Yeah, she's great. But everybody underneath her struggles with (laughs) mealtime. So um, she gave a couple of reasons about why your toddler isn't eating their dinner. And the first one I thought was interesting is that they're just tired baloney (laughs) she said that toddlers are busy and you know eating takes energy and they just probably don't have the energy to sit and eat and so what to do about it she just said have low expectations don't expect your kid to eat all of their dinner or have bites of everything whatever so she's i think it's kind of giving you permission like if they don't eat their dinner it's fine whatever Yeah. yeah And that is a lot of what I see in her account is she just, I feel like that's the secret to parenting that I just don't know if I'll ever get. I just need to have lower expectations. Yeah, My kids are younger than they seem. They are less responsible than I think they should be. They're less helpful than I think they should be. And that's okay. I just need to give up a little <laughs> bit and, and yeah, accept yeah, a little it. bit. <laughs> um, so that's a huge one and a hard one. Mm-hmm. Especially when you make a good meal, right? Yeah. I feel angry for Alexis. I I don't know. It usually doesn't make me angry. I'm fine if a kid or two doesn't eat it. If all the kids don't eat my food, and I know we've had this before, that's when I feel frustrated. I'm like, I know you guys eat this. But if it's a new recipe and people don't like it, it doesn't usually hurt my feelings. So it's fine. I eat most things. Alan eats most things. So we're eating. I think it's the whininess. (laughs) It's like, if you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. They do usually whine about but it's it. It's always like, oh my gosh, we're eating this. Like, hey. I hate this. I'm like, you haven't even tried it. You're not. You can't say that. <laughs> You're not eating it. And I think it's just like, maybe we've forced them to eat stuff they don't like too much. And so they're responding negatively to try and, they're hedging against us forcing them. And we need to just be like. I usually don't force them to eat anything. I'd like them to try it. Like, I just but don't. she would say don't do that, right? I don't know because I've heard I've definitely heard other people talk about how you should have them at least try it because it takes 30 some odd times for kids to like try try a food before they might actually like it so at least have them take a bite or two and then they can stop you know like they don't have to eat it eat it if they decide they don't like it then that's fine but they need to at least try it 
That's where the battles come from. Yeah. And she wouldn't say that. I know. It seems like she's very much like, don't worry about it, but. And I, I do know. think that there's some truth in what she says, because like, even my little brother who ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches his whole life, like literally <laughs> until he went to college, now eats, right? Like eventually you grow up. Yeah. And he didn't, he wasn't malnourished. He doesn't have eating disorders. He can eat like a normal adult now. And so I, maybe we're overthinking it. Yeah. Like. He was younger when I married into the family. And I remember as a teenager, he's like, oh, I don't like salads. I don't eat salads. I'm like, you're a teenager and you don't eat salad? Like, I don't care if you don't like it. I just feel like you just know that you eat the salad. Like. <laughs> got away with so a lot funny. that guy. <laughs> That's actually pretty much the only thing he got away with, but he definitely got away with it. <laughs> so her second tip is that dinner it's- is when <laughs> veggies are served. <laughs> and so kids usually don't want to eat dinner because they don't want the vegetables, right? And so if they haven't had exposure to them throughout the day, they'd know that dinner is the worst time to eat because then there's things that they don't like. Deep. Yeah. So I don't know if they're – maybe they are thinking that critically. <laughs> But she said what you should do about it is make sure to serve fruits and veggies throughout the day. So don't just do, you know, the cereal and then chicken nuggets for lunch. And then all of a sudden, and now we're having broccoli, you know. And so make sure that you're giving them um, parts of that throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I struggle with vegetables throughout the day. I definitely provide fruit throughout the day. But I don't know. It's, I feel like it's harder to serve vegetables for breakfast and lunch. Part of the beauty of following her on Instagram is she's just always taking beautiful pictures of cute, fun ways to cut up food um, so that your kids will like it. But I think that is interesting. Like, if you think of the food our kids eat, breakfast is awesome. Lunch is pretty dang awesome. It's, you know, a la carte, eat what you want. And then dinner's the, like, hey, here's my stuff. And it's adult food with vegetable sides. And it is, like... It is the only it's meal. pretty stinking lame compared to everything else they eat all day. And it's the only meal that I'm eating with them. Like for lunch, I usually make something else for myself because I don't want chicken nuggets or mac and cheese, you know? And so, mm. it. I mean, yeah, that is more adult food is at dinner time. Yeah. It's not just the veggies. It's all of it. It's all, all grown up all of a sudden. Number three is grazing. Oh, man, do our kids graze all day long, especially before dinner. I think if dinner was at 4, our kids would be better. But because dinner's at, whatever, 5.30, they've already eaten a dinner's worth of snacks. So what she says to do is to get your kids on a feeding schedule so they aren't eating all the time and will be more likely to be hungry and eat at dinner. I think this is easier for toddlers because you're home with them all day. But once your kids start going to school, you are not in control of when they eat anymore. And so they have lunch at school, but then they come home starving. But it is like our kids come home at like four. And so at four, they come home and eat like they're a mini meal, you know? And so. Often a legit meal, like a bowl of cereal. Yeah, or... I guess that's true. They eat like a meal. And then where you eat dinner, I try to have dinner on the table around 530, which is only an hour and a half later. So they're full. And so they don't always eat as much as they should. The fourth thing is too much pressure from the parent. From the parent. So pressure to eat more and take bites. So this is where her thing comes in of like. Don't force them to eat. We just did that today. Anything. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we had a meal today that's been a really long time since we've had it. And most of our kids looked at it and was like, Ugh. you know, it's just enchiladas. It's not anything crazy. And I was like, no, you need to try a bite. And just try it. 
And it actually worked for Jack. He tried it and then gave me a thumbs up and he ate some of it. And Nathan had a couple bites. I think Chloe's the only one who just wouldn't eat any of it. But um, I, I think at that point, and maybe because they're not toddlers anymore, but I was like, no, you need to try it. And they did. And then some of them found out they actually did like it, you know? So that's where I kind of have a hard time with that one. Yeah, I've seen some of her stuff. I don't know if we're going to get into it. But one of her things she said that I thought was interesting is always have a safe food. So rather than like, I don't like dinner. And, it, and then our default is like, okay, you can have a bowl of cereal which is way better than any dinner. <laughs> I'm a cereal guy, so I feel that way too. I would prefer bowl of cereal every day. Um, but if you have a safe food, like just have a loaf of bread out there and they can have a piece of bread if that's what they want, you know? We are going to talk about that later too. But I did put a can of peaches because I know that our kids like peaches. So let them eat all the peaches they want. Yep, so I let them I think that's peaches. what she would say, right? <laughs> is put that safe food out there and you can say, oh, well, I know you like peaches. Have some of these. So you're not making a new meal. You're not opening the door to eating a much more awesome meal. More awesome than my enchiladas? Yes. Cereal is better than everything. <laughs> I disagree with that. I know you love cereal. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't I, love cereal. It's fine. I mean, Pretty even much like a steak. I, I love <laughs> steak. But I'd still pick cereal. <laughs> if I had to have steak every day for the rest of my life for cereal, I'd pick cereal. Easy. Easy. No way. Steak for me. <laughs> I know. I love steak. I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is somewhat related. The last one she talks about is yep. a post-meal rescue snack. The post-meal rescue snack for us is often just cereal at, during dinner. But this <laughs> idea that if I don't like it, I'll just push it around my plate and then mom and dad will let me eat a granola bar or something much yeah, more delicious. Yeah, after. Because as a parent, you're like, oh, shoot. Well, they didn't eat. And so they're, they're going like, to be starving. starving. Yeah. No, so they should eat something before bed. Wrong. She said that kids will often learn that they'll just get what they want later so they won't eat their food. Smart devils. So she said what to do about it is to make sure that they have food, like uh, Alan said. Safe food. Safe food that they usually like at the meal and then hold firm that when the meal is over that it's over, you know, and they can't eat anything um, outside of their – outside of the meal time. For, Interesting. Or whatever your schedule is and stuff. So there you go. There it is. I've learned so much from Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So our second section is about picky eaters. So this is another article. the same thing? Well, they're kind of different because one's like kids just not eating and one's more of the kids that are picky. And I thought this one was interesting because um, she has a lot of different um, ideas about picky eaters and identifying a picky eater. And this article talked about how they may not actually be a picky eater. So I would suggest going, if you think you have a picky eater, I would suggest going to her website and reading into this a little bit more. Cause she definitely has some more things for you to do with that, um, to better identify what kind of eater your kid is. So she said that they may not actually be a picky eater, that your toddler just may not be hungry. Chloe. Chloe. Chloe is like that. She just doesn't eat very much. She's very petite and she just doesn't have a huge appetite where we have other kids who eat a lot, you know, and Chloe's always been one. She just grows slower than my other kids. Like she's usually in her clothes longer than some of my other ones who will sometimes blow through a size because they have some growth spurt. And Chloe's just never been like that. She's just slow and steady, you know? And so she's, I think she just doesn't have a huge appetite because she's not growing fast like the other kids. And she is more quote unquote picky. 
Yeah. So maybe you might think she's super picky, but she just doesn't need as much food as you might think that she does. Um, she also just said that, you know, when you're babies, the, when you have babies that they eat a lot because they will often grow three times their size in their first year. Just like that. That's eating sound effect. <laughs> but then once they hit one, then their, their growth starts slowing down. So all of a sudden they might start eating less. And you're like, ah, what's wrong with my kid? Why aren't they eating or they're going to starve, but they may not need as many calories as they did before. If you go to my website and you find out that you actually do have a picky eater, she does have some resources, but high level, she says, don't give them what they want. Toddlers don't know what they need to to thrive. They may not know what they really want anyway. And so give them two choices. Just give them two things. They have to pick one of those things if they're hungry. And if they don't, then they're not hungry enough. Um, what to feed a picky toddler. The first thing she talked about was to make sure to have meals together as a family. There's so many social benefits to this. And we actually did an episode on this all the way back to number 14. So this is one of my, our early episodes. We talked about eating the benefits of eating together as a family. 32 years ago. That's when we recorded that one. <laughs> it was at least like three Audio years. Audio quality is fine. I like it. <laughs> it's the same mic and everything. <laughs> So, uh, the first, yeah, the first thing to do to help a picky toddler, picky eater, is just to eat together as a family. Second thing she talks about is make sure to serve your picky toddler balanced meals that have three to four components. Snacks can have two to three components. So, that's the kids eating color stuff. She's always, she has lots of cookie cutters. That's her secret. Mm. Cookie cutters in all the shapes so that you can cut shapes out of everything cookie cutter your granola cookie cutter your strawberries <laughs> probably not granola bad example um each meal should have a fruit and or vegetable also a good source of fat protein and a carbohydrate so i think that's all the different components right you're just trying to give them a well balanced meal what's a good source of fat she has Stick a of butter? list no like avocados uh-huh. and you know she has she definitely has lists of, of examples of these things i didn't put it on the podcast because of time, but if you're not sure what good sources of fat or protein or carbohydrates are for a kid, then she definitely has lists of them on her website. And I did put the link in the show notes from the two articles that we referenced. And so you can start there and kind of go from there. I like this one. And this one, I feel like we've kind of done with our kids, but to serve your meals deconstructed. So if you're doing spaghetti, then do the noodles. And separate from the sauce, like don't put the sauce on the noodles. And she said you could even do the meat separate from the sauce if you want. So if if your kids only want the meat. It's deep. And she said, um, let them choose what they want. And if they only eat the noodles, then that's okay. Like they're eating something. And that's what we found with Lucy. She doesn't really like the sauce on her spaghetti, but she likes the noodles. And so she'll just eat plain noodles. We're like expert parents. (laughs) We just did that. We just did that. That was just natural. Feel like it's a little bit out of just i'm too tired after a fifth kid i'm like here just eat your noodles <laughs> this is pretty much just saying be the parents of five kids regardless of how many kids you have well, i like that too because it's not really more work you know it's just like just don't serve it all yeah. together just and you can still eat it put together right yeah. so like it's not hurting you but mm-hmm. also benefiting them because they often do like things separate yeah and we have like those plates that are different trays you know like they have there's a big part and then two small 
sections. And I really like that for the kids because you can, it's easier to separate their foods. And so that way they can choose what they like. This is back to the safe foods. You can add something you know that they'll like and make sure it's offered to the whole family. I thought that was interesting. Make sure the whole family gets it. It's not just like, this is your toddler food. It's like, yeah. Here's this some bread. Bread for everybody. Yeah, everyone can have it. It's part of our dinner. I feel like I had a friend growing up that always had a loaf of bread on every on the table. Oh, really? Maybe it was my best friend's grandparents. We had like meat and potatoes and bread. <laughs> it was just bread. I was like, I like these guys. And she said, dude, that's the, like it doesn't have to go with the meal, right? Like, do you know, have like you, bread? Do you, do you need to eat it? Um, I don't think so. She didn't say that you have to eat it. It just needs to be it's out there, it's available for everybody. Yeah. So if they want it, they can have it. Um, just a few other things she mentioned at the end was just know that this is going to take time, that your toddler isn't going to change overnight and not be picky eaters. So it's going to take a long time. Um, serve meals and foods regularly so they know, um, so they learn to like a variety of different foods. So just make sure you always have consistent meals and keep showing, showing them new foods. Um, and then she also suggested making foods that are easy to chew. This is the reason why I don't ever serve steak. I mean, steak's expensive and feeding our whole family would cost a lot, but it's also a very chewy meat. And I found that our younger kids can't chew steak. And so we stick to chicken and ground beef because they can chew that. Yeah. So to make it easier on them, because I think they'll just won't eat it if they can't chew it. So try to do foods that are a little bit softer. So to wrap up, hopefully you found some tips that will help you get through picky eaters. It is not fun. I don't know why it bugs me so bad, but it's frustrating for me. I just choose to be bugged. I'm choosing to be annoyed. But that's the first tip. Have low expectations. Remember that the kids, remember that eventually they're going to figure this out, even if they eat like garbage today. But you can control what they eat, right? As a parent, you get to control it. So don't pressure them, but also don't be open pantry style. Make sure that there's a safe food on the table and give them options, but control their options. Serve things deconstructed. Lots of good tips in there. If you have other tips or other things that have helped, we are definitely still open to other ideas. Mm -hmm. So if you're a big believer in make them try a bite and it's worked for you, let us know. Yeah, I still like that. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, as always, thanks for your great research. And Alan, thanks for your amazing editing skills. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner One. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And give us a rating. That's how people find out about our podcast. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids. I'm just chill, man. I'm just, I'm not, I have low expectations. Just peace and love. And granola, baby. <laughs> peace, love, and granola. That's all the same. Like it.